Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Moving to Orlando show, coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by real estate agent Sean Falk. Hi. And by our producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome. Welcome, folks. Welcome to the show. Hope your week is going well. Before we get started, just a couple of things. If you are looking for uh, uh, investment property or a home here in Orlando, you have questions, you need to speak to a real estate agent, this man to my right is the person to call. You can reach out to Sean at Sean, S-E-A-N, at movingtoorlando.com, and there's a phone number for him, which I forgot to write down. But if you hold on just a second, I will tell you what it is, because it's a really good number. It's 844-826-MOVE, M-O-V-E. Don't ask me what those letters transcribe to in numbers, but it's easy enough to figure out. 844-826-MOVE. And you can talk to Sean about uh, any questions you have or, uh, you know, just chat. No, don't. No, I'm kidding. Um, also, movingtoorlando.com, our website. Uh, we're posting articles every week on the Orlando experience and moving to Orlando. And, uh, of course, our Facebook group, which has over 10,000 people who are either looking to move to Orlando or have moved and are there to help answer questions. It's a great group, very, very friendly. Just do a search for Moving to Orlando on Facebook. There will also be links to all these things. In the show notes right below this video if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, I do want to mention too, if you're watching us on the Diz Unplugged channel, that's great. And you should go and hit subscribe right now. But also we have another channel, uh, the Moving to Orlando YouTube channel, which has um, all these videos. They're all be the, the, these shows are posted in both places. But on the Moving to Orlando channel, we're putting up a lot of stuff that is exclusive to that YouTube channel. So we have home tours. Uh, we've got about three home tours up there right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're adding more all the time. Um, Sean did a great, uh, uh, a great tutorial on the Home Snap app, which is great. Like if you, if you need an app to like search for homes in the area, it's fantastic. We'll have a link for that in the show notes as well. Um, so we got a lot of stuff going up on there, and we're just getting warmed up. We've got so many ideas, so many things we're gonna be putting on that channel. So please head over and subscribe so you don't miss anything. Okay. So with all of that, or do you have something? No. Oh, okay. I don't. Um, with all of that out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our topic for this week, which are the pros and cons of living in Orlando. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you start. Okay. Because I have my little <laughs> list here. Um, I mean, the <clears throat> big thing for sure is uh, it's it's difficult because when people say Orlando, they might mean Orlando or they might mean Disney World, they might mean Universal. It's such a wide it's such a wide town, I guess would be or city would be the the best way to put it. And um so for our purposes, I tend to relate it to Disney World more so than downtown. Um I mean, for me, I think that home prices are relatively inexpensive compared to other metropolis areas. I mean, you're not moving to, you know, Chicago or New York or anywhere in California or the West Coast for anywhere close to the prices that you're going to get in, in Florida for the most part. Um, so home prices do tend to be a bit less here. Um, 
they're, I mean, obviously living by the parks is a huge pro. Getting to live by Disney, getting to live by Universal, I mean, that's the best stuff that you can really get to do with your day. You always have something to go do. And um, a couple of cons, traffic, but there's traffic in a lot of areas, so I think it depends on where you're coming from. And um, the weather can be very spotty at times. There's a lot of humidity. It's really hot. And then we've been through like two weeks of rain these last few days, and it's just been a mess as far as that goes. So those are the, my top things off okay. my list. And you know, mine, are, mine are fairly similar. You know, Obviously, as a Disney fan, a real Disney fan, um, the big thing for me is access to the parks, right? When I lived in New Jersey and I came down here on vacation, um, I had to wait. Like, it was like a once a year or twice a year sort of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, come down here on vacation and, you know, the newest thing would be happening, the newest parade, the newest celebration, the newest restaurant or whatever. And you have to wait. And now I don't have to. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we're recording this in early June. Uh, actually, this particular show is the first one being recorded in the studio live, you know, with us all here yeah. uh, for the first time in... In months. In months, three months. Yeah. Um, and, you know, June 22nd, the, um, the DVC Resort's open, and all three of us also in this room, oddly, mm-hmm. interestingly, are all DVC members. Um, and I'm going to be staying over at Bay Lake Tower. Um, I don't have to wait for my vacation. I can just run over there. I want to be on property again. I don't care what's open. I don't care what's going on. So having that access... Having that access, being able to just pick up my phone and get onto the My Disney Experience app and say, what restaurants are available tonight for dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, and I'll call Sean and be like, what do you think? Why don't we go have dinner over here? Yep. Um, <clears throat> that never gets old. Mm-hmm. That never, ever gets old. Um, another pro, you know, you talk about the weather, and I agree with you. The mm-hmm. weather can be an issue here, but it's also a pro for me. Coming from the Northeast, I haven't had to shovel snow in 22 years. I haven't had to scrape ice off my windshield in 22 years. I haven't had to drive in a blizzard in 22 years. So, and that's what got me down here was the nor'easter of 96 in New Jersey, 36 inches of snow, destroyed the the, the Ocean Grove boardwalk, the town I I grew up in. Um, So that's a pro for me too. Of Mm -hmm. course, the con, you know, just this past weekend, for the first time since I've lived here, Tornadoes touched down in downtown Orlando. The there was a lot of damage done not fifteen blocks from here, um, and that's because there was a tropical storm in the Gulf, mm-hmm. and we were in the bands, and that happens. That is life in Florida. But you know what? I will take a hurricane over a blizzard any day of the week. Um, you know, and we, you know, and so yeah, five months of, five months of living in a sauna, basically, and uh, you know that's our summer, but on the on the pro side, it's seven months of spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first Christmas here, if you moved down here, my first Christmas, I'll never forget it. I was renting a house in Hunters Creek, we had a pool, and Christmas Day, John and I were in our pool, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> called my family back in New Jersey, and it was brutal. It was, like, really bad weather. And that was, like, one of the best things, calling my friends and my family back in Jersey when they were, like, under, like, 
six inches of snow, eight inches of snow, saying, yeah, it's 75 and sunny. How you doing? Yeah. Um, which they like, I had to stop because they got pissed off. Um, actually, you know, uh, in early iterations. I think pest control is oh. behind you. Okay. Somebody's um. behind me. Um, in early iterations of the show, we were doing uh, like what the weather that week was in mm. Orlando, and people were getting pissed off. Mm. Um because it's like, you know, we don't want to hear. We know you have great weather. So, you know, that's a pro and a con there. Um, and I do want to say for hurricanes as well, um, no, I mean, pretty much anywhere you live in the United States, uh, there is some type of natural disaster that could be waiting. Even on the West Coast, you know, you could get an earthquake in a second or <laughs> blizzards and all that kind of stuff. Hurricane, to me, is the most ideal of the natural disasters if I have to live through one. Because you get about a week's notice that the thing's coming, and you kind of get to brace for it. I grew up with tornadoes. That was the big thing uh, for me. And tornadoes happen in about 10 minutes. They come in, wreak havoc for like 30 seconds, and just wipe everything out, and they're gone. And it's like the most dizzying thing. It's like you got slapped in the face, and it's horrible. Well, you know what? uh, You know, thumbs up. And kudos to Orange County Emergency Services with that storm that came through here over the weekend. Um, everybody I know was getting alerts on yeah. their phones. Oh, yeah, I got alert on my phone. Um, telling you it's in your area. There's a tornado in your area. Take cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, and, and of course, yeah, I, hurricanes are a lot scarier when you haven't lived through one. Mm-hmm. After you've lived through a few, you're like, yeah, no, it's not ideal. It's not like, oh, good, a hurricane's coming. But, you know, it's not... It's you, you, you'll be all right. Generally speaking, you'll be all right as long as you have some common sense. You're one of the idiots out in the middle of the street when there's 120 mile an hour winds, and then you you know like oh it's such a shame he got impaled by a, a stop sign. No, yeah. it's not a shame. It's natural selection. Um, you know that's where you have the most accidents is people doing stupid stuff like that. Yeah, or going you know let's go surfing with 25 foot waves. Yeah, well okay, you know Darwinism at its best, but. Um, the bugs, too. That's definitely a con. Oh, yeah. Here, we do have more than our share of bugs because we're a very temperate climate. Um, so whether it's love bugs or, you know, roaches or, or cicadas or, you I know. haven't seen any. Uh, love bugs is really the only one <laughs> for me and lizards. Like, if you don't like lizards, like, this is not the place for you because they're everywhere. So I know I live down in Osceola County, and, like, my house, anytime – I walk outside, they just, they scatter because they, there's lizards everywhere. They're small, but. Yeah, but they don't do any damage. They don't do anything. They're not dirty. It's like, you know. Yeah. But uh, as somebody who owns a lizard pet, I think they're really cute. But a thing to watch out for is when you're going for a run, they're like not the brightest bulbs on the tree. So like you go for a run and they'll just jet right out in front of you. So you Mm got to be careful uh, when you're running around the area you live and stuff like that to not run over some (laughs) little lizard guys. Well, like I said in one of my articles that I wrote on movingtoorlando.com, you're going to become very friendly with your exterminator. Like I'm on, like I know my, I know him by name, I know him by sight. He's the same guy that comes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, especially like if you know for the lawn care and stuff like that, pest control is critical. You want to keep a nice lawn. It's just the way of it here. Um, but. You know, on the opposite side, you—if you like to garden, if you're somebody who likes landscaping and that has that as a hobby, you do it all year here. It's not—you know—you can do it in the spring and summer, and then yeah, fishing well, too is fishing huge. <laughs> there's so much 
you can do here that you can't do. And my point of reference is New Jersey, right? Yeah. And I love New Jersey. I'm not dumping on New Jersey. But I'm going to tell you, I have been through hurricanes. Now I can say I've been through tornadoes. I've been through the hot summers. I've been through all the things that go along with living in Florida. 22 years. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't. I, I have never regretted the decision. All right, Fiasco, what about you? Pros and cons. So me coming from the Northeast as well, uh, I'll echo that snow thing. I cannot stand <coughs> snow, shoveling it, getting your car out of the snow in the morning. It's not something I like. Um, so that's a huge pro for me coming down here. Uh, my wife, Haley, whoever, is, is, she's like, oh, I, I like the snow. I'm like, yeah, but you were never shoveling it with me, were you? You were, <laughs> you, you were throwing snowballs at me while you watched me shovel the car out. Uh, but if you do miss that atmosphere that snow brings, you know, places like Celebration, bring it, bring in the fake snope during Christmas time. So that's pretty fun. Um, and then also, like you guys mentioned, of course, being close to the parks. Uh, as a Disney Parks fan, being able to just go over there whenever you want uh, is a huge plus when new things like the opening of Toy Story Land or Star Wars Galaxy's Edge happen. Um, that's like for a, a hardcore Disney fan, like a few thousand dollar investment to make the trip down here but if you live here it's not it's just you have an annual pass head on over and it's just amazing and that also for for to further that, that point you just have so many more things to do than a lot of other places in the country uh, especially coming from massachusetts there's so many more things to do here than there are there not to mention four to five months out of the year you really can't do much of anything because of snow you're snowed in it's hard to get around. Businesses have cl early closing hours. Maybe they're not open at all. Maybe they're closing at like 4 or 5 p.m. Okay. When, you weren't living in Antarctica. No. <laughs> you know? No. Literally. Like, I remember back in Massachusetts during the winter months, like, businesses would literally, like, restaurants, um, you know, museums, they'd close at 5 p.m. when most people would be getting out of work. And that's like half the year. And here, it's like no matter what month it is, there's pretty much always the same stuff to do uh, with the exception of maybe like a really bad hurricane. Or COVID. Yeah, or yeah. In, in this case, but everybody's feeling right, it right exactly. now. But in the case of like a really bad hurricane, maybe a couple days shut down uh, or reduced hours. Mm -hmm. But you got a lot to do here between theme parks, uh, attractions, you know, just... Besides Walt Disney World Universal, obviously there's like things like Gatorland and little like uh, Old Town Kissimmee and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's just like you never really run out run out of entertainment here. I I think we also don't ever give enough love for like the fact that you're really close to the beach as well. Yep. I love going to the beach. I love the ocean. Um, I grew up at the ocean or at the beach, even in North Carolina. And, um, you know, I was in the very Southern part of North Carolina and lived there for many years. And even then, I mean, about October, November, you kind of have to stop going to the beach until about March ish, because it's just too cold. Like whether the water's too cold or if it's just the air around you is too cold because it's so windy. But in Florida, I know the year I moved to Florida, I went to the beach on New Year's Day. Like that was my thing was going to awesome. the beach. And I think it was like 86 yeah. degrees that year. And so I was like, oh, my God, like this is so cool. I can never do this. I can't even imagine how it is in like Delaware and New Jersey beaches and all that kind of stuff. I don't no, know when they get to swim. Nobody in but, their um, right mind. 
Right. Like, it's just something you only get to do in the summer. Here, I mean, on any given February day, I could be like, oh, I would love to go to the beach today. And being in Orlando, I mean, whether you want to go to the Gulf of Mexico side or if you want to go to uh, the Atlantic Ocean side, I mean, you're about an hour, I'd say. Um, So that makes it really convenient. And um, also cruising is another big pro for me. Um, I never... I had only been on one cruise before I actually moved to Florida. Since I've been here, I mean, especially once I first moved, um, I got hooked up with my my uh, my rep at Carnival and Norwegian and a few other cruise lines, and they would give me a call last minute because I lived in the area, and they would say, "Hey, uh, can you get on a cruise this weekend? Like, we'll give you these incentives, these offers, you know, open bar or you know, all this stuff." you know, half price or whatever. Cause they just want to fill the rooms at, at that last second. So I got a lot of great, a lot of great cruises out of <laughs> being a Florida resident. So, Oh yeah, no, that's definitely a huge pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I'll add that to my list as well. Uh, being able to, you know, do those last minute Florida resident deals, mm-hmm. uh, especially on Disney cruise line. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a long weekend, you know, want to do a three night cruise, don't ever get off the ship. Yep. Just hang out in the spa uh, on the ship. That's like that's like a perfect long weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there it is. It's right there. You're an hour from Port Canaveral. So, um, you know, and for me, I think for all of us as Disney fans who traveled here to come on vacation, mm-hmm. you know, being able to experience a lot of these things without having to make hotel reservations, without having to deal with flights and transportation and packing and unpacking and all the things that go along with travel, which are great when you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. But when you want to do something like this on a regular basis, it really is nice to just be able to pop over and do what you want. Well, one con, and it's something I've told like all my customers that are actually purchasing a home with me and everything, because obviously we are geared towards Disney and they're excited. And one of the big things you want to do when you get here is get your uh your annual pass get your florida resident annual pass because there's a lot more options if you know you're a snowbird and you're not going to be here during a certain time you might can get like a silver level or gold or something rather than the out of state one that has to get platinum um so i i've been able to help people get set up there and answer questions about it but beyond that they're like so what is it like and i was like just so you're aware anyone you've ever ever spoken to in your entire life is suddenly going to come out of the woodwork and they're going to people you haven't talked to in years suddenly oh my daughter's graduating from high school how has it been haven't talked to you in 10 years thinking about taking her to disney and they're either a wanting a room to stay in for free or they're wanting you to help them get discount tickets in some way because we get like the florida resident discovery tickets and all that stuff and a lot of people uh you know, abuse the system with that kind of stuff. And so that's what they're looking for. And they will find you and they will come out of the woodwork and ask you to do things for them. There's only one thing worse than that. Mm. When not only you live here, but you own a travel agency. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, can you get me a deal? No, I can't get you a deal. They don't give me a deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm the, I can't get you something I can't even get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just a, you know, look, I, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say none of us regret no, moving no, no. Um, there are cons to living anywhere. There's always a downside. There are always things that aren't ideal. There's no such thing as perfection. Um, and I think, you know, the reason a show like this is kind of important, especially when we're talking about Disney fans, is that you're, you're used to the Disney experience being a certain way when it's on vacation. 
That experience changes when you live here. Yeah. It doesn't make it worse. It just makes it different. Um, you know, and I think you'll talk to the vast majority of Disney fans that have moved here, and there are many. They'll tell you the same thing. They love it. Yep. They love it. <clears throat> but you have to be prepared. You know, because some people, I think, come down with the idea that, okay, my life now is going to be the way it is on vacation. Well, no, because you have to work and you have to pay mm -hmm. bills right. and you have to go grocery shopping and you have to hunker down for hurricanes and you've got to do all this stuff that you had to do where you lived, but now you live here. And it is for a while, actually. Like when you first move here, your life is you do see it as like you're on vacation yeah. Yeah. for a bit. And I mean, when I, when my family would come to Disney world, um, you know, it was so go, go, go. Cause we could never afford to do more than four or five days in a value resort. <laughs> we might get one extra day to double up on a park and that's really about it. But, and you would feel this pressure of like, okay, gotta do flight of passage, like gotta do, you know, now rise of the resistance is the big thing. And I mean, people have to be up at like, five o'clock in the morning to try and get transportation over there to be ready and outside and they're on vacation. And I'm like, that must be so terrible uh, to have to do. Cause I'm at my house and like, I'll go when I'm ready. So but, right. Exactly. Yeah. But I, but I think that's also, you know, we talk about all the time that planning your trip is half the fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing I missed the most. Yeah. When I moved down here is that there was no real reason for me to plan those trips, you know, the, the, you know, the war council where you sit down and, you know, you've got all your information out in front of you and you're making this blow by blow, minute by minute plan. Okay. I'm hitting spaceship earth at nine twenty, and then I'll be over at mission space at nine forty five, And then, you know, um, but that was a lot of the fun mm -hmm. that really go. I mean, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people that goes away because it's almost diagnosable if you're sitting in your living room yeah. 20 minutes from the Magic Kingdom planning that out. Mm -hmm. um, but another thing that does go away, but like having DVC as a local like we do, I feel like it brings part of that back because I'm able to plan these little one to three night little staycations. And a lot of times we just kind of relax at the resort. But other times also we treat it as if it was like an actual vacation. We plan out like a Magic Kingdom day. And we plan out all our dining reservations, and then we plan out an Epcot day, and s s sort of do our staycations like we used to do our vacations. So it's kind of cool. Well, you know, look, I'm DVC member too, and it's funny you mentioned that because um, I just put something up on our DVC fan page, asking people if you're an Orlando local, why do you still own DVC? And you know, we can do a whole show. We will do a whole show on that. Um, but uh, you know, for me. Because I have, what, 1,100 points mm -hmm. now? Um, and I bought that as a local, right? I still bought into DVC. And there's a couple reasons. I love my family, but I don't want them staying with me. So when they come to visit, mm. <laughs> here's this lovely resort you could stay at. Um, I like the options it gives me. I like the, the membership and the sense of belonging. I like the staycations. I like being able to do that. But I still, even when I do like you know my little staycations... I'm not planning anything out. I may plan out a few meals. Mm -hmm. But my days of Commando theme park, we didn't even do that when we went to Tokyo. No. We, yeah, we didn't no, do that. No. Um, so it, it really is, you know, that's one thing that does change. And for some people, that might be considered a con. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? That you don't get to plan out your vacations the way you used to. And we all know how important that is. But that is replaced. That is replaced by a, a at the risk of sounding ridiculous. It's replaced by a different, new, a new relationship with Disney, right? Mm-hmm. You have this new relationship with the parks and the experience. And instead of being this thing where you have this break from life for a week or two weeks and you go to the parks, it's now woven into your daily experience. And what you're giving up in, you know, commando planning, for me at least, is more than made up for by the fact that it's now just something we do, you know, regularly. We just get to do it because it's right here. So those, you know, and that, honestly, the only reason Mm -hmm. I moved here. Would I have moved to Orlando if it hadn't been for the parks? No. I I probably wouldn't have. Mm -mm. Would you? No. I I mean, even when I was going to, I knew I wanted to move somewhere because I didn't want to continue being where I was in Tennessee. And I was between here and Austin, Texas were like the two that I was between, which weirdly enough, I run into so many people that that was their deciding factor was Austin, Texas or Orlando and that are in my age group. And for whatever reason that comes up a lot. And I chose here ultimately because it had the parks and it mostly was because I knew I could get a job if need be. And I was kind of going into it, not knowing where I was going to work. And I was like, well, I know Disney doesn't pay a lot, but I know they hire a lot of people. So at least I have some kind of – I felt like it was job security even though I didn't even have a job yet because I knew with so many theme parks, they're always hiring people for something for the most part. So it's pretty easy to get your foot in the door. Um and it is also so nice to just live here and be able to, if I do want to go to a park or I do want to go out, I can pop in and let's say my favorite ride is closed. I'm not devastated. Like, you know, oh, you know, people movers down, you can't go on it for the day. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But when I used to come on vacation or like a couple of years ago, I went to Disneyland and I went November 1st, not even realizing that's like the day after Halloween. And they closed several rides to remove their Halloween decorations or like Space Mountain gets an overlay of Halloween stuff. And they closed it that day to pull it. And I only had two days at that park and they had several rides that were closed and it kind of ruined the trip a bit because, you know, it just, I couldn't do a lot of my favorite things, and I. But if I was a local, I wouldn't have cared. I'd just been like, oh, okay, it's not open today. I'll pop back over when it reopens. Right. It's like no big deal, and it's just it's so convenient that way because you don't. There's no pressure, and as much fun as planning the trip is, it is a lot of pressure. Another, uh, you know, I, I'm just realizing another con, and you touched on it, but I think it probably needs a little, little more of a focus. Another big con is traffic. Yeah. Um, I-4 is a disaster, okay? I-4 is a disaster. It literally took it literally took a global pandemic for I-4 to be tolerable, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, they are working on it. They are expanding. They've actually made some progress um, it, on, on certain areas. I noticed that the last time I went down on property um, or down to, you know, on I-4 going south or west, excuse me. Yeah, west. Um, but traffic can be terrible here, absolutely terrible, and tolls. Yeah. You know, I come from New Jersey, which at one point was toll booth capital of the world. <laughs> Jersey's got nothing on Florida. Yeah, um, tolls are And good. there are very expensive tolls, too. Yeah. Uh, they're very expensive tolls, too. So 
Um, we probably have to give that some. Uh, yeah, some, I don't even notice the tolls. I never did, and even I mean, when I moved here, I had like was flat broke. I just would specifically not go through the tolls. I would put my phone because obviously you can filter and like say don't go through tolls. And I mean, ninety percent of the places you can get to without using a toll, um, which I still do for the most part, but. You know, it sometimes it is quicker, and I'm like, oh, I'm running late. I need to take a toll road, and so I like having the convenience of it being there. I don't typically use them a lot, though, um, just because I know oh, all the time. I know workarounds to not have to use them, and it may take an extra three to five minutes to not use the toll road. Um, but for the most part, I'm I'm okay with that. I do find the tolls to be annoying. Um, for the traffic thing, though, I think it relies heavily on where you're coming from. Uh, coming from Boston, the traffic here is an upgrade. I think if you were like, also, I lived in um, before that. I lived in California, and I took a lot of trips up to Disneyland. And if you're coming from, you know, Anaheim, mm-hmm. LA area, I think traffic is also a decent upgrade. Um, and to the, the point before that, I I probably wouldn't I wouldn't have moved here if it wasn't for the parks. And when I was deciding where to move, like from Massachusetts, my decision was between here and Anaheim. I was going to do one of the two because of the Disney parks. And I think a lot of people, or I know a lot of people, have always lived in the same state. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're kind of like, they're like, this is where I was born, this is where everybody I know is, and they're kind of, they feel tethered to that state. But they don't actually know what more is out there besides being on vacations here or there. And the way that it kind of makes sense to me is... If you want to be an actor, if you want to be in movies or TV, you probably move to Hollywood. If you want to be, if you want to study medicine, you, Boston's like the mecca for medicine. It's a great place to go. It also has great schools for if you want to be a professor or something like that. Uh, but if like your passion involves Disney, I mean, I don't know of a better place to move besides here or in another case Anaheim. But it be one of the two for me. And that really goes with. Uh, what I was saying earlier about home prices here uh, with making that decision. If you're between, if you are saying I want to move near a Disney park, I don't believe any of the Disney parks on earth are going to offer you as cheap of prices to live in as Disney world would. And that's really trying to think of how much it costs. Cause it's always near major cities like the <coughs> Disney theme parks are. And I mean, California's prices to live, I mean, even if you're in a small town area, are insane. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. twice as much as here. And, I mean, I, I know my my uncle, he lives right outside of L.A., and he's a pharmacist. And so you hear pharmacist. I mean, for me, I've lived in Tennessee. The pharmacists there, they live in, like, these mansions that are, like, out, in the, out on the outskirts of town kind of thing. And so when you go and, you know, that's that gets you like a thousand square foot home for his family. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm like, you know, you can, you don't have to, we don't have to live this way, right? Like, they're like, <laughs> you can have a house. Like, I, and it's just shocking to me every time I go out. And because I grew up in California for a long time, and like, I don't know how my parents did it. Like, how, how did they afford to live? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know how somebody on just a regular income affords to live there it's insane and so it i mean that's really one of those things you sit and you look at it and i mean i probably should have pulled up some statistics on it but there's no way that orlando is not one of the more affordable cities in the united states for buying a home for just living 
conditions and everything like yeah. that. So well, we could go on with this discussion for hours, I think, because mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. But I think we got a, a pretty good. I, I will throw out too. There's no mass transit really. Oh um, yeah. I do get That's asked about point. that a lot with people. For it to be a city, there is really no. It's about on par with LA. Like there's really no mass transit there either. So, but you're not gonna find like a subway or. I mean, even here you can do the Lynx bus routes, but like that's. And we like, have SunRail, but that's SunRail. That's like I don't even know what the deal with SunRail is, but um, they it's not it's nothing like the Northeast as far as. Uh, it's very difficult. It is extremely difficult to get around in central florida in general if you don't have a car if you don't have a car yeah um so i'll definitely agree with that mm-hmm. but all right well folks that is going to do it for this week's episode of our show that was a nice discussion guys i enjoyed that um feels so good to be back in here doing this so thanks for being with us uh, hope you enjoyed it we'll see you again next week with another edition of the moving to orlando show have a great week folks